Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you, you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like you kill a baby fetus, it's the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. people it's your movement now it's not your parents anymore the blood that is shed cries out to god from the ground for justice and now here's mark well normally vice presidential debates are kind of non-issues they don't even matter much when it comes to the presidential election every four years But I don't think that was the case last night when Vice President uh, Michael Pence debated Senator Kamala Harris uh, and uh, in Salt Lake City. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people think that the vice presidency doesn't matter. Uh, We're voting for the top of the ticket. That is typically the case. I think that's the case again this year for the most part. But because of the age of the candidates, that is that President Trump will be 74 years old when inaugurated, and uh, Vice President Biden will be 78 years old if inaugurated. So I guess that lends a little more emphasis on who the vice president of the United States might be, right? Uh, If President Trump gets in, it'll be Mike Pence. If Joe Biden gets in, it'll be Kamala Harris. And because of uh, Vice President, former Vice President Joe Biden's diminished mental capacity, I think it's really raised the bar on uh, the vice presidential race for pres- uh, for, for the uh, Oval Office. So we're going to be talking about that today on the Mark Harrington Show. Last night, they squared off in Salt Lake City. And uh, there's news coming out uh, out of there. Uh, it's it, you know it's funny if you watch the news. What they want to focus is on is the 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 fly that was caught in Mike Pence's hair for eight minutes. I mean, I noticed it, and I thought to myself, "Are they going to make that the big issue tomorrow?" Or that he had a little bit of red eye. I mean, this is this is what our mainstream media wants to focus on. Uh, in these days. But we're going to be talking about that today on the program. If you tuned in to listen to the story of Amanda Frinnefrock and Big Tent, big, big Tech's censorship of born alive victims, uh, if you're hoping to watch that program today, we have postponed that to next Thursday. Next Thursday at 11 a.m. here on these various uh, social media platforms. Uh, we will be interviewing Amanda Frinnerfrock, but we are going to postpone that until then. So tune in next Thursday if you want to hear about how big tech is censoring born alive victims and the story of Amanda Frinnerfrock and her two her her twin children that were born alive here in Columbus at Riverside Hospital left to die uh, many years ago, but now it's starting to come to a head because the uh, president has issued an executive order dealing with uh, born alive infants and the 
HHS has also handed down a directive regarding that. So uh, we're going to talk about that next Thursday here on the program. So let's just jump right in here uh, with the vice presidential debate last night. Uh, there was a lot of news. I, you know, I think we could all agree that uh, it was more civil. We expected that, especially out of Michael Pence. Uh compared to last week's presidential debate, where it was kind of just a, a free-for-all, a bar fight in some ways, you guess a good measure, uh, is definitely more civil, more substantive, for sure, uh, more policy. Uh, and, you know, what I think is that uh, Mike, Mike Pence is more of a policy person, a policy expert, uh, the typical politician, he knows his stuff. There's no doubt about it. I like Mike Pence. Mike Pence is a born-again evangelical Christian. I think he's a good man. Uh, but he's definitely a policy guy. Where, where Donald Trump, you know, he's kind of the, uh, you know, barroom bouncer. I mean, that that's kind of, and that's why people love the guy, you know. He's a fighter. So they, 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 they work well together. But anyway, it was more civil. That was expected. Uh, Kamala Harris came off to me kind of snotty. I just think she's kind of that way. Uh, these little kind of condescending uh, looks and, and just statements to Mike Pence. Uh, that's that's the, my perception of her. I think a lot of people perceive her that way. But anyway, those, those are just the personalities. They don't really matter. It's really the substance that matters. And we want to get into that here. So, uh, Mr. Producer, if you would uh, just um, cue up the first uh uh, audio video here. And this was about the Supreme Court of the United States, which is big time issue right now with the uh, upcoming hearings, the confirmation hearings of a Amy Coney Barrett, which start on Monday, October 12th. Uh, and it will likely go for several days. And then there'll be a hopefully a, a vote on the, the Senate floor soon after. But uh, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court has become front and center in the campaign for good reason because of the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, and there's been a lot of talk about whether the uh, Democrats, if they get in, will will pack the court. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But first of all, uh, they are asked about Amy Coney Barrett and they're asked about Roe versus Wade. So uh, this first clip is uh, Kamala Harris talking about abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Susan, the, the issues before us couldn't be more serious. There's the issue of choice, and I will always fight for a woman's right to make a decision about her own body. It should be her decision and not that of Donald Trump and, and the vice president, Michael Pence. But let's also look at... Go ahead and stop there. So she talks about choice, the issue of choice. Sounds good, doesn't it? Choice. Everybody wants choice. Uh, we're Americans. We're freedom. You know, we believe in freedom, liberty, choice. Uh, look at our stores. You go to Walmart. I mean, you got a million choices of different products and so forth. We're for choice for the most part, unless that choice imperils another person. Then we're not for it. We're anti-choice then, right? We're anti-choice when it hurts people, right? I have the choice to swing my fist if I wish in the air, but my choice to swing my fist ends at the end of someone else's nose. And so it is with abortion. This is a euphemism for child killing. Uh, Mr. Producer, go ahead and put up the, the, the image 
of an unborn baby that's been killed by abortion. This is choice. This is the choice that Kamala Harris believes in. Nobody who believes in abortion, who's pro-abortion, pro-choice, whatever you want to call it, ever finishes the sentence. Choice to do what? Choice to do this? I don't think so. She talked about a choice for a woman to do what she wants with her own body. Uh, well, I can tell you this. This is a distinct, unique human person that is separate from the mother's body, might be residing in the mother's body, but she is separate from the mother's body. Unique. DNA is different eye color, blood type, all these things are very different. And it's a, she is a separate body within the body of the mother. So, so Kamala Harris is, you know, just a typical pro-abortion advocate, my body, my choice and talking about that. But the body that's being neglected here uh, and being killed is the unborn child's body. So that, that was Kamala Harris on abortion. Now, if you would, Mr. Producer, cue up this second clip. This is uh, Vice President Pence talking about his views on abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Life, I don't apologize for it. And this is another one of those cases where there's such a dramatic contrast. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. Late term abortion. They want to increase funding to Planned Parenthood of America. Now, for our part, I, I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court of the United States, but um, we'll continue to stand strong for the right to life. When you speak. All right, you can end it there. So, Vice President uh, Pence is basically communicating the, the standard view of the pro-life movement. That is that uh, he's for the right to life. He doesn't apologize for it, which is really, really uh, honorable. And he talks about how the Democrats, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and basically all the way down the ticket, all the U.S. senators, virtually probably everybody in the U.S. House of Representatives that's a Democrat, almost all Democrats in the state legislatures, although there might be some that are pro-life, believe in abortion all the way up to the time of birth, and they want you to pay for it with your tax dollars. That is the position of the Democrat Party. And that's what's at stake this election. That's what's at stake. You put uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden into the Oval Office, and that's what you're going to get. That's what you're going to get. So... The stakes could not be higher. Uh, there will be no movement with anything uh, in the uh, in the U.S. Congress if the Senate and the House is controlled by the Democrats and the White House is controlled by the Democrats. Nothing. No pro-life legislation will move through the U.S. Congress uh, in the next four years. And the U.S. Supreme Court will be wide open for the Democrats to put... Uh, pro-abortion advocates, justices on the Supreme Court, and the possible packing of the court. Now, we're going to get into that right now. What does that mean, packing to the U.S. for Supreme Court? Go ahead and cue up this next clip. This is Mike Pence talking to Kamala Harris about this issue of packing the U.S. Supreme Court. Go ahead and play that. When you speak about the Supreme Court, though, I think the American people really deserve an answer, Senator Harris. Are you and Joe Biden going to pack the court? 
if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed? I mean, there have been 29 vacancies on the Supreme Court during presidential election years from George Washington to Barack Obama. Presidents have nominated in all 29 cases. But your party is actually openly advocating adding seats to the Supreme Court, which has had nine seats for 150 years, if you don't get your way. This is a classic case of if you can't win by the rules, you're going to change the rules. Now, you've refused to answer the question. Joe Biden has refused to answer the question. So I think the American people would really like to know if Judge Amy Coney Barrett is confirmed to the Supreme Court of the United States, are you and Joe Biden, if somehow you win this election, going to pack the Supreme Court to get your way? I'm so All right, glad you can we end it there. A little- you can end it there. Uh, you know, Mike Pence just stuck it to her right here. I mean, this is just is classic. The very question that needs to be asked of the Democrats regarding the United States Supreme Court was asked by Mike Pence last night. Uh, President Trump asked it, but not in this way. I mean, he built the case right there. If they don't get their way on Amy Coney Barrett, in other words, if they're not able to defeat her, bring her down, they will pack the court. That's the bottom line. But both both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are refusing to answer that question, which tells you the answer, folks. We don't need to speculate on what they're going to do. They could clearly just say, oh, no, we're not going to do that. We've had 150 years of tradition of the U.S. Supreme Court only having nine justices. We're not going to do that. We're going to stick with the nine. No, they're not. They're not saying they're 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 not going to do that because. They're going to do that. Think about this. Now, this is what packing the court means. And I wish when we talk about packing the court, when when we talk about we need to we need to define what that means uh, when, when they say packing the court. What it means is this. If you have the Senate and you have the White House, you can change and you can change the rules because there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that says that we need nine Supreme Court justices. There's nothing in the Constitution about lower courts and how those are established in regions and all that good stuff. That's done by the U.S. Congress. So that can be changed. That can be changed uh, by the Congress and by the president. Nobody's ever ventured to go there for obvious reasons because it's been established that nine has been the number for 150 years, uh, and it's worked well up until this point. But basically, the Democrats want to add four more justices to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they will be pro-abortion advocates, period. Can you imagine that? 13 justices on the U.S. Supreme Court, and if they pack it with four more, four of them make it 13, they would have eight, nine, they would have a super majority on everything. Nothing would ever get stopped at the U.S. Supreme Court level. Uh, this is just raw power. This is a grab, a, raw, a power grab by the Democrats because they don't like that Amy Coney Barrett is being going to be confirmed before the election on November 3rd. And, and on that, I mean, that's a losing argument, first of all, for Kamala Harris to talk about whether they should be nominated or not, uh, whether President Trump should be nominated or not right now with the election already ongoing. It's a losing argument. The American people have basically said, you know, it's like 60% have said, Amy Coney Barrett is qualified. She should get a hearing. There should be a vote. Uh, None of this back and forth about, oh, what about Merrick Garland? I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. 
Uh, even uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that the president is nominated for four years, not three. And his, his term doesn't end on November 3rd. It doesn't end before that. So he should be able to nominate uh, someone to the U.S. Supreme Court because he's still the president. And so it's a losing argument by the Democrats. And so in order to deal with that, rather than do it the right way and nominate their own people on the U.S. Supreme Court and try to build a majority, they just want to pack the court with Democrats. So the next question is, so to uh, uh, Vice President Pence turns to Kamala Harris and asks her about this issue of packing the court. Go ahead and play that clip. President in the United States, and then that person can select who will serve for a lifetime on the highest court of our land. And so Joe and I are very clear. The American people are voting right now, and it should be their decision about Go ahead, who stop will. It. it was their decision. They voted in 2016. It is their decision. They have senators in the Judiciary Committee and senators on the floor of the Senate. They're going to vote. The people are not cut out of this, this process, folks. They voted for president. They voted for senators. They have a, a hearing coming up. They're going to vote. That's how this process works. Uh, we don't just say, oh, the president will wait for him. No, that's not how it works. Go ahead and continue on with the clip. This most important body for a lifetime. Thank you, and, and Senator the Harris. People, Susan, are voting right now. They'd like to know if you and Joe Biden are going to pack the Supreme Court if you don't get your way in this nomination. Let's talk about packing. You, you once Come again, on. gave a nod. All right, like, hey, hang Biden. on again. So, so it'll be clear here, packing the court, people say it, they don't define it. It's basically the Democrats who get, or whoever's in power tries to put change the rules on the U.S. Supreme Court to add four more justices. Four more justices, 13 justices. That's what the Democrats have been talking about. And of course, they want them to be Democrats. That's packing the court. It's not just saying we're going to 13 and then we're going to go through the normal. No, they're going to go to 13 and they want to put all four up all at once. And they all will be Democrats. They'll all be pro-abortion. Um, and that's what packing the court means. Uh, all right, go ahead and continue on with the clip. Gave a non -answer. I'm trying to answer you the now. American people deserve a straight answer. And, and if you haven't figured it out yet, the straight answer is they are going to pack the Supreme Court. Exactly. If they somehow win this election. That's exactly right, folks. We need to understand what's at stake. Now, I, I'm not for one to, to put all our eggs in the Supreme Court basket. I understand that there are other ways. We do have uh, three branches of government. They're supposed to be co-equal, unfortunately. The Supreme Court has an oversized role in our federal government, has become a super legislature. Things that the Democrats couldn't get done through the legislative process of passing, passing laws, they've gotten done through the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's why the Supreme Court has become so important, because there's so much that happens there that would normally take place in our legislatures. But having said that, uh, we need to be focused on that. I mean, that is where a lot of this battle happens. Now, I know that Roe versus Wade, even if we get Amy Coney Barrett uh, on the court, I can do the math. I know that we probably maybe at best have two U.S. Supreme Court justices that are anti-Roe. We have two that we're uncertain about, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. And I don't think Roberts is on our side, but let's just say those three are questionable. Amy Coney Barrett, we don't know. It sounds like she would. 
you know, she's for the right to life. She thinks abortion's barbaric. She said that. She signed on to a, uh, a a petition, if you will, or some kind of signature ad in a South Bend, Indiana, a while back that talked about how abortion was barbaric. She believed in the right to life at conception and all those things. But we really don't know how she's going to vote if Roe versus Wade came up uh, for not not for a vote, but if that issue ever came to the U.S. Supreme Court. But we need to be fighting on all cylinders. The U.S. Supreme Court is important. And we can't allow the Democrats to pack it with four more Democrat justices or the Supreme Court's gone forever. And Roe v. Wade is is in cement. There's no way to ever get at it ever again. We need to be working both the U.S. Supreme Court and our state legislatures, the state legislative level to ban abortion, to take ownership over that, to interpose and say we do not recognize Roe v. Wade as the law of the land create that conflict between the federal and state government and say, we are going to, within our boundaries of our state, we are going to uh, uh, end abortion. And we got to be working to put uh, justices on the Supreme Court that are textualists. So packing the U.S. Supreme Court, that's the position of Kamala Harris. She will not answer it. I expect them never to answer, but this really is now one of the premier issues facing us in this in this um, in this election. All right. We got a couple more clips here. We got this next one. Uh, this is, uh, again, Kamala Harris talking about the court. Go ahead. Courts, district courts, courts of appeal, people who are purely ideological, people who have been reviewed by <laughs> by legal professional organizations and found to have been not competent are substandard. Not competent. And do you know that of the 50 stop there? I, I can't let that one go. She talks about, you want to talk about packing the court? Well, President Trump's put 50 justices up to the lower courts that are purely ideological, she said, and unqualified. Well, you know what that means by her? That means that they are strict constructionists, textualists, originalists. That means they're ideological to her. Tell me if this is true. Do you think Kamala Harris will put up ideologues? Of course she will. They just don't agree with her. And that's why she calls them ideological and not qualified. Go ahead and continue on. Who President Trump appointed to the Court of Appeals for lifetime appointments. Not one is black. All this right. Stop there. I mean, this is just this typical. This is the typical identity politics BS that we hear so often. What does it matter whether it's what someone's skin color is? Really? Uh, if that's all that matters, I mean, what, what are we talking about here? The question is, are they qualified or not? Uh, this is the, 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 the stuff we hear from the Democrats all the time. Identity politics is what matters to them. Uh, it doesn't matter their competence whatsoever. And so, you know, she just throws that out there. And, uh, you know, they aren't any, none of them. I don't know if that's true or not, but even if it is, it doesn't matter. It's the same with whether they're female or male, gay or straight. What's, what's the story here? The bottom line is this. Are they qualified to sit on the court or not? That we should judge them on the, their content of their character and, and nothing else. So that's, that's basically the, uh, the uh, debate when it comes to abortion last night at the vice presidential debate between Kamala Harris and Mike Pence. I think the stakes are, are never higher now because the, the Democrats 
are basically refusing to answer whether they're going to pack the court with Democrats and add four more justices, four more Democrat justices, which tells me that's what they plan to do if Amy Coney Barrett is going to get on the court. And I I predict that she is going to get it's going to get done. I, I think the Democrats are so demoralized right now when it comes to the uh, nomination process that they're going it's going to happen. And she's going to be put on the court probably before Election Day. And I hope it be the case. All right. So that's what's going on, folks. The, the this is an election like none other. The stakes are higher than they've ever been. You need to get out and vote and tell everybody else, you know, to do so, uh, especially in the key battlegrounds. Now, finally. We are going to be leaving on Saturday to Florida. We're going to go on our uh, road trip for life, which will include the uh, uh, outreach at the presidential debates. Uh, we have currently already been going to Michigan, Ohio. We've been to uh, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Texas, and other places. We're going to be in Florida for a week, and then we'll head to places like um Tennessee, Arizona, Colorado, and we'll finish up in Ohio on Election Day. So, folks, be praying for our team as we're on the uh, road and our airplane tow banners flying uh, banners that say vote anti-abortion and unborn Black Lives Matter. We're going to all the key battlegrounds. So stay in prayer for our team. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.